Hello and welcome to How Seymour Sees It, the fantasy football podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about my top 10 quarterbacks. Uh, This is pre-draft, so things may change. Probably not too much when it comes to the quarterback position, though. Um, Most of these guys are pretty set in stone. I'm going to run through some of the news and uh, also talk about how my setup for my podcast is going to go. Again, I'm going to be focusing on the auction-style drafting because not a lot of people that I have come across do that, and I, for me, it's a very fun way to do the draft. I feel like it adds a little bit different challenges to it than just your rat, your normal snake draft. So let's start with the news. Uh, one thing is the Bucks and the Falcons both released their new uniforms. Um, this is minor. We're in a part of the offseason right now where there's not a lot. Everyone's kind of waiting for the draft to come up. And with the virus and people not being able to do much, it causes it to not have a lot of you know people doing visits. There's no pro days or anything like that. So there's not a lot going on. So we're going to talk about uniforms. Um, the Bucks new uniforms, I really love what they call that. That's the pewter the full pewter uniform that's I really like the one color and the dark color. It just, it looks real nice to me. Um, their other uniforms are nice too. Not, I didn't really see much difference, obviously, or honestly, um, the Falcons, same thing. They have, they unveiled the all black and it looks really great. I really liked when the jets unveiled their all black. They don't wear them very often. But I really do like the solid, all-dark uniform look. I think it looks real sharp. I really like it. Um, They announced a couple days ago that they're going to be doing an all-virtual draft. They really are trying to make sure that they can keep this draft on the date that it's supposed to be happening. They really want to try to keep everything going how it's supposed to be going in hopes that the season will be able to start on time and they're not going to they're really trying not to miss a beat so they're going to be doing a full uh virtual draft which I mean I'm kind of excited I mean it's a little different it's I know for the prospects they don't get the the thrill of being able to walk up on the stage when and hear when they hear their name called and shake hands with the commissioner and everything but as a spectator i'm i'm a little curious uh cautiously optimistic is how i want to put it i think that it could present some real challenges if something happens and someone's trying to make a pick and their wi-fi cuts out or whatnot um but i think they'll probably and i uh, have things in place for that i did just read they're thinking about doing a mock draft so they can test out the virtual which uh that might be kind of cool too if they maybe i don't know if they air it or show it afterwards so we can kind of see what the draft is gonna be like rather than just going straight into it blind i'm i'm yeah like i said i'm cautiously optimistic i think it might be fun it could add a different element so that should be cool all right so Let's talk about how my podcast is going to be set up a little bit more. 
Um, I will be doing, like I said, the auction style draft. So where most people would be like, oh, this person I would, wouldn't take until the late rounds. I would be like, I wouldn't spend more than, you know, three, four dollars on said person. Or, you know, this is a first rounder. Okay, I'm going to spend um, a good chunk of what I'm going to call salary cap. I don't really want to call it fab. That's kind of more directed towards uh, during the season moves and everything. I, I'm just going to call it salary cap because that's essentially what it is. So that's how that's going to go. It'll be and how it'll differ from other people's rather than saying this round, I'll say this amount. Um, so what I'm going to do is I will, uh, I'll do it off of a $200 budget. Um, that is not what I use in the leagues that I do the auction style in, but every website I go to every other site that I see, it seems like all of their, uh, prices are off a $200 fab or sorry, salary cap limit. Um, so we'll just do that just to kind of make it a little bit easier. Plus, it's a nice round number, and we use not a round number in the leagues I do. Um, all right, so let's jump right in. I'm going to do, like I said, my top QBs for this year, how I have them ranked, which probably won't be much different than how other people have them ranked. I do want to say, though, that I do have a full-time job. I'm kind of doing this for fun right now, something I've been wanting to do for a little while, so... I do a full-time job. I can't put in the hours and hours and hours of research that the professionals do. Some of my research is listening to professionals and seeing what they have to say and picking things up from them and rewording it how I want slash, you know, thinking of how I can use what stats they've said into my rankings. So that's how I kind of get a lot of my information like I said, not a professional, just kind of doing this for funsies at the moment. Um, all right, so number one that I have for my top ten is Lamar Jackson. Um, I mean, there's a case that could be said Patrick Mahomes should be one over Lamar Jackson. I get it. But for me, Lamar Jackson has so much rushing upside that I just, I mean, when you go for running back, you don't want just a straight runner. You want someone that can catch passes out of the backfield. I think when you're getting Lamar Jackson, you're getting a QB2 and a running back two all in one player, which makes it a very good uh, statistical output. Like last year, he had over a 1,000 yards rushing. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what his uh, uh, passing stats were, but a 1,000-yard rusher plus whatever passing work he's doing he, he won people leagues by himself. Like, he was the fantasy MVP, and I don't think anybody would really debate that in any way, shape, or form, unless maybe they say Christian McCaffrey, but I'm, I'm kind of, they're 1A, 1B to me when it came to MVP last year. Um, So, I would probably, um, now, just like most people, I I'm not huge into paying a lot of money for the quarterback position. There is such depth, and there's not much disparity. Um, uh, like I got right now, uh, Lamar Jackson would probably, I would probably pay up to $20 for him, and that's like, I would have to really be in a way during my draft to be like, yeah, $20 for Lamar Jackson. But like I said, 
you could picture that as $10 for a quarterback, $10 for a running back, and you're going to get that output. Do I think he's going to rush for 1,000 yards again this season? I mean, most likely not, but there's a chance he could still get 700 yards, and if you're getting 700 rushing yards out of your QB and, say, he passes for 3,500 yards and gets uh, 20 passing touchdowns and seven rushing touchdowns, you're going to be pretty happy with his season, and, you know, $20 is going to be worth the spending on him but like I said I generally won't spend that much money on a quarterback I'll try to find someone in the later uh lower price range that might have a good season like last year not a lot of people were as high on Lamar Jackson in one of my auction leagues I was able to get him for a dollar so and it's a keeper league so yeah I'm keeping Lamar Jackson for a dollar um but other than that if you want to spend like 20 bucks on him, that's, I'd understand. Like I, and there's a chance I might have done it if I didn't already have him for a dollar. Um, number two on my list, uh, is Patrick Mahomes. Um, like I said, you can make the case for number one. Dude is just phenomenal. He was injured a little bit last year, brought his stats down overall for the year. But I mean, he does have, you know, the capability of running. Uh, we seen in the playoffs, he scampered for that huge touchdown that completely changed the game. So, um, yeah, like he's just, he's just really good at what he does. <laughs> he's probably the, what I would believe he's the best quarterback right now in the NFL. I know he's got good weapons and everything, and there's a case to be made for other people, but I believe that he is probably the best uh, quarterback right now. I But the only reason I have Lamar Jackson ahead of him is because I think Lamar Jackson is a much better runner than Patrick Mahomes is. Lamar Jackson's just crazy. Like, I, you, at least once, twice a game when you're watching Lamar Jackson, he's going to put the juke on someone that you didn't even see coming and your, your jaw is going to drop. So, with Patrick Mahomes, I have it at 17. Like I said, probably would never pay that amount for him, personally, but I could see that amount being paid. Uh, number three on my list, I have Kyler Murray. Um, uh, you know, he's got the rushing upside again, and that's the thing with a lot of, with quarterbacks, especially the way fantasy is set up, you need people that can run. Like, People like Drew Brees, he's not going to escape the pocket. You know, you're getting purely passing volume from him. I mean, maybe he'll do a quarterback sneak here and there and get a touchdown rushing, but it's not likely. And now that they have Taysom Hill, they're definitely not going to do it. So Kyler Murray, and I don't know if you guys heard, but, you know, he kind of picked, they kind of traded for, you know, the best wide receiver in the game, Deshaun Watson which probably will help his statistical output quite a bit now that he's got Deshaun Watson, Larry Fitzgerald, and Christian Kirk. Like, those are three very good wide receivers, and they got Kenyon Drake in the backfield. They've got a very good offensive right now. I believe they'll address the offensive line in the draft, and really their team is, you know, it's kind of like the Browns from last year, but hopefully they don't play like the Browns from last year because everyone thought last year at this time that the Browns, 
you know, oh, they got OBJ, they got Jarvis Landry, they got Nick Chubb, they're going to the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. But it didn't work out for them. I feel like the Cardinals, it could work out better for. Um, They just, is, and he's got the rushing upside. Kyler Murray's got the rushing upside where he, I mean, I think he had 500 rushing yards last year. That's just coming off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure he had 500. I mean, and that's great for a quarterback. Like I said, you're going to want those rushing yards to, you need them to kind of compete with other people in your league. Like, cause if they got Lamar Jackson rushing for a thousand yards again this year, you're going to need someone that can kind of help do offset that. So I got Kyler Murray as I would pay $15 for and it's getting to the point, I might, I would actually probably pay $15 for Kyler Murray, depending on what my team looked like and where I was at in my auction style draft. Um, So next, number four on the list, I got Dak Prescott. As a Giants fan, that kind of hurts me. But as a Giants fan, I know that Dak Prescott plays in a pretty weak division. Um. I know the Eagles got Darius Slay from the Lions, which he does really good against Amari Cooper. But, I mean, between the Giants, the Eagles, and the Redskins, their secondaries are not great. I really, I believe the Giants have gotten a little bit better. And with their younger people coming up, I think that maybe they will take a step up and not be as bad. And with the addition of Darius Slay for the Eagles, I do believe that they will be much improved this year. Um, but I still believe Dak Prescott, you know, their offense is good. You got Ezekiel Elliott, so it's not like they they have to account for him. So there's a lot of things to like about Dak Prescott. Um, and he can run. He doesn't he doesn't run too often, but he can do it. So you've got that. And I've got him at thirteen dollars. Um, like I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay that for Dak Prescott. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm a Giants fan or what, but I just don't want him on my team. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with skill because he he finished in the top ten last year. Like he he's gonna put up the numbers. And plus, they lost a lot of people on their defense. They might be having to you know late in game still have to throw to get to get wins and stuff like uh, there's a good chance that because of all the pieces they lost on defense they're gonna have to throw the ball a lot more than normal all right and for him what did i put 13 dollars not bad um number five on my list i've got deshaun watson this is a difficult one Deshaun Watson has so much talent and he runs well. Um, he's very good at throwing the ball. He's just all around a very good player, especially for fantasy. And he does. He have a he has a lot of talent. Too bad the rest of the team really doesn't. They traded away Deshaun Watson and even uh Oh, I'm sorry. Not they didn't trade away Deshaun Watson. They traded away their receiver, and uh, Deshaun Watson on his Twitter was not happy about it. 
Uh, he didn't actually come out and say that, but, you know, if you read between the lines, you know that he was not happy that they traded uh, Nuke. So, I mean, if, if, if DeAndre Hopkins was still there, Deshaun Watson would be probably my number three fantasy quarterback. He can just do so much. If they were able to get David Johnson while keeping uh, Nuke Hopkins, that would have been the best. That would have been great for them. I don't think they throw, they don't throw to the running back very frequently, but I don't know if that's more, they never really had a super great pass catcher like David Johnson is, but David Johnson is not going to do what DeAndre Hopkins can do. Like, I I would be upset if I was a Texans fan that we did that. That was uh, probably one of the worst trades in history, and that comes from a Giants fan that we traded away Odell Beckham Jr. So, yeah, I have him at $10. I mean, depending on what they do in the draft, and I know they don't have a first-round pick, they just now got a second-round pick. So I don't think much in the draft is going to change. His targets are woeful i mean randall cobb hasn't done anything in years kenny stills i mean who knows um will fuller would be great if you know he could be on the field more than half the games i just he's not dependable i i don't really think they have one truly dependable pass catcher on that team and i don't think they have anybody for deshaun watson when he gets into a bad situation where he's running around trying to find someone to give the ball to. Um, I just don't think they have that guy where he can just toss it up and know his guy's going to get the ball like DeAndre Hopkins would. I've been thinking about that a little bit more, and it maybe it means that he'll run more, increasing his value, which would be good for fantasy, but I don't think it'll be good for his team. Because, you know, if he's getting hit, he might get injured. Like, it's always it's always risky when the quarterbacks run. But you just, I don't with the weapons he doesn't have and, I mean, how that team is set up right now, I just, I don't believe that he's going to put up very good numbers. And I think he might throw a lot of interceptions at no fault of his own. I just think his receivers are not going to get the ball like I feel like they're not going to out muscle people if there's anybody in the vicinity I feel like the other team is going to take the ball and that sucks for uh Watson so that's my take on that next up on my list I have Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills um again another one that has rushing up capabilities like I remember one play last year uh he <laughs> I can't remember if it was a designed quarterback draw or if the play broke down. All I know is Josh Allen had to fight through the offensive line, the defensive line, and the linebackers to gain three yards to get the first down. Like, it was amazing what he did. And he's a big guy, so he can take a few more hits. I think of, like, Cam Newton in his earlier years. Like, Cam Newton's a big guy, so when he ran you weren't as worried about him getting hit because, you know, of how big he is. 
it's not like Lamar Jackson. Every time Lamar Jack, Jackson gets hit, you're gonna you're gonna cringe a little bit until he gets back up. I think uh, Josh Allen's gonna have a lot of opportunities. Plus, they went out and they got Stephon Diggs, which I think is gonna be huge for him because Stephon Diggs has some sure hands, and he's one of those receivers where you can kind of get the ball in his general direction, and he's got a chance of coming down with it. And Josh Allen doesn't have the best accuracy. So that's kind of something that's going to be good for him. Um. So, I mean, and also, I believe that the Bills will be in games through the whole game. I don't, they're not going to be blowing out a lot of teams. That's not how they want to play. They want to run the ball. They want to, you know, very controlled, run the ball, win with the defense type of old school mentality. And, I mean, I think they'll be able to do it a little bit, but I do believe that Josh Allen is going to have to win some of those games. And I do believe that with his rushing capability, even if a play breaks down, it's not over. He's not going to take, you know, a huge sack or anything like that. But, again, he, I mean, the team doesn't want to run. That's why I got him a little bit lower on the list. I mean, I almost thought about putting him above Deshaun Watson, I really am not feeling Deshaun Watson, but I just, I don't know, Deshaun Watson's so good that I couldn't I couldn't lower him any lower than I already had him. Uh, Josh Allen, I would pay about $9 for. Probably wouldn't feel too happy about it, but if I was in a spot where my other, the rest of my team was pretty good, $9 wouldn't be a horrible price to pay with the rushing upside and the fact that I do believe Personally, I think Buffalo wins the AFC East this year with Brady going to the Buccaneers. Um, the Jets still are trying to figure out. They really don't have any receivers. They're trying to figure out what they're doing. The Dolphins, I mean, who knows? Everyone thought they were going to do worse than they did last year, but I do believe Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills will win the AFC East this year. And But they are going to be in games. They're not going to blow many people out of the water. Um, number seven on my list, I've got Russell Wilson. Now, here's the thing. It's kind of like Deshaun Watson, sort of. Russell Wilson is amazing. You, he's great when the play breaks down. He's running around like you see him, you don't see him. Like you think he's done. You think they got him and he wiggles out. It's just amazing some of the stuff he can do behind the line of scrimmage. But... He does do a lot of it behind the line of scrimmage. He doesn't like to take off running down the field very much. He'd rather stay behind the line of scrimmage and wait for one of his wide receivers to get open and throw the ball. So it's nice that he, you know, is trying to let his receivers, you know, get open and everything. But for fantasy, he doesn't run a whole lot. Like he will if no one's getting open. But he'd prefer to wait for his wide receiver to go open and run around in the backfield waiting for someone to get open. Also, they're a running team. They also want to run the ball like Josh Allen in Buffalo. Like, they constantly want to run the ball, whether it's Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. I mean, they brought Marshawn Lynch back last year. Like, they want to run the ball and play defense and win games that way, even though I think they could stop people 
if they let Russell Wilson play. And if they let Russell Wilson play, he'd move up on this list too. He is a phenomenal quarterback, and I believe that he would be astounding if they gave him the chance. Like, I understand you want to run the ball and play defense, but every time that stopped working and Russell Wilson needed to come in and bail you out of games, Russell Wilson came in and bailed you out of games. Most of the games they won last year were by a touchdown or less because they tried running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, playing defense. They would get a little bit behind or whatnot, and Russell Wilson would have to come in and sling the ball around, and he did it wonderfully, and they would win. I remember seeing something at the end of the year last year where if you took everybody, every team's uh, games where it was they won or lost by one possession or less and flipped it, then the Seahawks would have been like a 3-13 and team or something like that. And the only reason they weren't is because Russell Wilson was out there slinging the ball around like a crazy man and winning these games for them. So I don't understand why they want to stick to this run, run, run mentality when Russell Wilson can easily win them games. Especially, they, he's got good weapons. Tyler Lockett, uh, DK Metcalf, like those are top shelf weapons that he has that he could uh, throw to that. You know, I mean, just, it's just ridiculous. Like they should just let him throw the ball. I don't understand it. Although I'm also not an NFL coach or anything like that. So who am I to tell them how to win games? I guess I can do whatever I want. Men and I still win. Um, uh, Russell Wilson, I would pay $8 for Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, like I said, just he, they don't want to pass the ball. That's not the type of people they want, type of team they want to be, and that's just not how they're going to do it. All right, moving on, we're at number eight. And number eight, I've got Drew Brees. Now, I know last year he was injured for a couple games, and what's-his-name came in and played really well for him, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, But Drew Brees is just... He's just consistent when he's out there. He doesn't have any rushing upside, like I said earlier, but he is a consistent person, and now they've got him another new weapon. This team wants to win. This team wants to go to the Super Bowl. I know every team wants to win, but like New Orleans, there's been multiple years where they were just gypped. I mean, a whole new rule came out that they would start replaying uh pass interference calls like because of because of the saints like two years in a row there was just wild circumstances that kept them out of the super bowl and i mean so they're that's all they can think about so drew Brees, he's just super consistent and he's got that new weapon in emmanuel sanders which Emmanuel Sanders, I know he's older. He's, I think, two years removed from his Achilles now, but he's still playing at a high level. I mean, and he's got very sure hands. Uh, he catches most anything that's even halfway catchable coming his way, and that's something that Drew Brees is going to love. Now he's got Michael Thomas, who catches everything and can't be guarded. Emmanuel Sanders, who can catch everything and is a very good route runner. And he's got Jared Cook, 
at tight end, which is very helpful. Plus, Alvin Kamara in the backfield, like, he's just got, again, they got all the weapons, and now they just got to you know, put it together and hopefully not get screwed over in the playoffs again. Uh, again, I believe they'll make it deep in the playoffs. I don't know of anybody in their division that really could probably take it from them that much. Um, yeah, so Drew Brees, I would probably pay about $7 for. Uh, you can make a case that he's probably not, you know, might not be worth spending that much. But again, if my team was set up good and I quarterback was something I needed, I would do $7 for Drew Brees if that's what I needed to do. And I'd be happy with it. I'd be happy with $7 for Drew Brees. Like I said, super consistent. Close to 5,000 yards, if not more, every year. Doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. Like, if you're going to get a pure passing quarterback, that's the kind of pure passing quarterback you want. Someone with a lot of weapons, high-powered, going to score a lot. So you, those are the kind of quarterbacks you're going to want to get. Um, so it's not like he's out there doing it by himself. He doesn't have any wide receiver to throw to. He's got them. He doesn't need any help. They've got the team. They're ready to win. They're ready to win now. One downside with Drew Brees, other than his rushing, they like to bring in Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill will come in and do whatever they want Taysom Hill to do. It's kind of fun watching Taysom Hill, all the ways they got him. You know, out running routes as a wide receiver, wildcat, if you, that's what you want to call it, being he is a quarterback. Uh, that is one thing. Sometimes Drew Brees might lose a touchdown or three because of Taysom Hill. But with how consistent he is, I'd be all right with it. Uh, moving on, number nine, Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, a lot of people forget about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan always has a good amount of yardage. I think he almost always finishes top 10 at the position. A few times he's been just outside. Um, he's got the weapons. You know, he's got Julio Jones. He's got Calvin Ridley. Uh, they lost Austin Hooper, but they went out and they got tight end Hayden Hurst from the Baltimore Ravens. Hayden Hurst was a round one tight end. Like, coming out in the draft, people were like, oh, Hayden Hurst, he's going to be a beast. He's going to be wonderful in this league. He's going to do good. And then Baltimore also went and got their other guy, and Hayden Hurst kind of played second fiddle. So I believe Hayden Hurst is going to come in and be used like Austin Hooper was last year a lot. And Austin Hooper was a fantasy stud for much of the year last year. So just another great weapon for Matt Ryan in the middle of the field. So, and you know they're going to want to get him involved. They spent a second rounder to trade for him. So they're going to want to get him involved. And it just gives Matt Ryan another weapon. So he's got Julio, Calvin Ridley, and Hayden Hurst. And then they also went and got... Todd Gurley. Now, I know a lot has been going on with Todd Gurley over the past couple of years, what with his knee and everything, but he played all 16 games last year, and they started using him more towards the end of the year when they were like, oh, we really should go, <laughs> we, we still have a chance to make the playoffs, 
we should use our best player and try to make the playoffs. So, I don't want to hear, I, I don't believe Todd Gurley is done. He's only like 25 years old. And, yeah, he had a, some knee issues, but I'm pretty sure all of his time is spent trying to strengthen his knees. Like, they may not, uh, they might not give him 90 targets this year, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be using him. So, that's just, and, you know, he has the ability to take a swing pass and run it 80 yards to the house for a touchdown. So, it's great for Matt Ryan. Plus, he's a good pass blocker. So, give Matt Ryan more time if you need to. He's not a liability, really, unless he gets injured. So, instantly, I think the addition, well, not so much the addition of Hayden Hurst, but the fact that they lost Hooper and were able to get someone who was talented as Hayden Hurst. So, they're not, he's not really losing a weapon. He kind of just replaced the weapon. So, but then, Devonta Freeman was not doing well. He got injured a few years ago. Kind of lost a step. You know, he's older. He's closer to 30. It may be 30. To a 25-year-old Todd Gurley, who is two years removed from being a monster, it's going to help out Matt Ryan. So, I would I would be more than happy paying $6 for Matt Ryan. Like, and honestly... Because of how devalued Matt Ryan is a lot of times, I feel like you can get him for less. Like, it might be, depending on what you got in your, who you got playing with you in your league, or, you know, maybe if you're doing 2QB or Superflex, you might end up spending more. Most of my rankings are for single quarterback. It's just easier that way. More people play single quarterback than they do two or a super flex so it's just easier to do a single so yeah six dollars i think is a great deal for matt ryan uh you're gonna you're gonna be okay with matt ryan as your quarterback number 10 people might get a little upset about that i have him this low but it's it's aaron Rodgers with the green bay packers now a lot of people might be upset about this pick but last year, he, you know, if the if he was playing against the like top passing defense, he couldn't really do anything. He only finished with four thousand and two yards and twenty six TDs last year. It's not horrible, but I'm not gonna go out and spend you know serious money on a quarterback that's gonna get me four thousand yards and twenty six touchdowns. Like I could I could wait and get shit. Daniel Jones from the New York Giants will probably get that. Ben Roethlisberger might get that. Uh, Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could probably get more than that. Like, there's so many people, and that's why, you know, people devalue quarterbacks is because a lot of these people, outside of maybe, like, the top three or four, like, they're going to get you. There's not going to be much difference between their outputs. Like... They're just, they're not going to give you the thousand yards rushing like uh, Lamar Jackson or possibly Kyler Murray. I Kyler Murray might be able to do it. But, and you know, he just, you know, 
there he fell off. Like if you started Aaron Rodgers every week last year, he lost you weeks. It happened. Like, and if you were Aaron Rodgers' owner and your team wasn't stacked everywhere else, you probably didn't make the playoffs slash championship. So I do like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a great quarterback, but he's got one wide receiver in Devontae Adams. They they want to start running the ball a little bit more. I mean, Devontae, uh, oh, what's the running back's name? Oh, they're running back. You know who it is. Their running back had 16 touchdowns or something like that throughout the year. Like, they want to run the ball a little bit more to take more pressure off Aaron Rodgers. The problem is, when they have to rely on Aaron Rodgers, all he has is Devontae Adams and nobody else. So all they have to do is cover Devontae Adams with seven people. And there's nowhere else to pass the ball. And if he does pass the ball to someone else, they get a lot of drops. They don't do very good. So maybe if they get him another good wide receiver in the draft or, you know, someone comes available or they trade for someone, which they should get someone else across from Devontae Adams, like they need someone to help Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, you know, over 30 now. He's... You know, he doesn't got much time left. And he needs, if they want to win, he needs weapons. So, with Aaron Rodgers, $5. Honestly, I'm as I'm looking at it, I don't even know if I like that. I got Carson Wentz at 11 right now. I can move Carson Wentz above Aaron Rodgers, especially if they get Carson Wentz a little bit more help with wide receivers. So... He doesn't lose them all again. Like, because he's got wide receivers. He's got Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. But they can't, they, they're injured. They keep getting injured. So if they went out and got him another wide receiver, like, that'd be great. He might be above Aaron Rodgers. Matthew Stafford at 12, I have him. Which, again, it might be too low. Like, Matthew Stafford, before he got injured last year, was on pace for over 5,000 yards, I think I heard. Like, not saying he would have got over 5,000 yards, but that's like the pace he was playing. He was spectacular before he got injured. So, I just, I don't trust, I don't know, I don't trust Aaron Rodgers. And it's not like he burned me. I didn't have him on my team, any of my teams last year. But, I could just see how people would have been upset if they were relying on Aaron Rodgers. So, I just, $5 is a maximum for me. If I was bidding, and for some reason, I'm like, all right, Aaron Rodgers, $5. If someone went six, they got him. Because I would not go over $5 for him. I just, I don't believe in him that much. Not so much as a quarterback, I guess, but as a fantasy quarterback. Because as a quarterback, he's going to make things happen. But I just don't believe his wide receivers are going to help him out enough. He doesn't really have the rushing upside anymore. I know he ran a lot in his younger days, but he's not hes not that guy anymore. And, I mean, I guess the quicker people realize that, the quicker they'll stop relying on him. Great streaming quarterback. If you got him going against the not-so-great uh, defense, oh, yeah. 
I would love to play him. I mean, he's a solid stream. So if you want to take Aaron Rodgers and someone else, you like to have two quarterbacks on your team. I mean, I wouldn't want to have two quarterbacks where one was spent five unless the other one I only spent a couple bucks on. But, yeah, other than that, I just, I wouldn't. Like I said, I'll just mention who's next on my lists here. Um, I got... I haven't really gone through these too much yet, so there's probably could be a lot of movement here, which as I'm looking at it right now, there is would definitely be. Um, Carson Wentz at eleven, Matthew Stafford at twelve, Ryan Tannehill at thirteen. I would move Ryan Tannehill down. I think he's doing wonderful in Tennessee, but I they are the epitome of a run first team. They would run every single play if they thought it would win them the game. We've seen it in the playoffs. I'm not saying that Ryan Tannehill can't throw the ball and be successful. I'm just saying that they don't really want that. They would be much happier if he was throwing the ball 10 times a game, completing eight of them for maybe 150 yards and a touchdown. That's what they would prefer Ryan Tannehill to be doing. I don't know if with the big money, they plan on going away from that a little bit. I would doubt it because it worked last year. Uh, 14, Baker Mayfield. 15, Daniel Jones. As a Giants fan, I don't know if I'd actually have him that high. Um, I mean, they did put up good points at times last year. And it is his second year. He might be better. He fumbles a lot, though. It, it nervouses me. Um, Yeah, so that's the top 15. Like I said, the last ones there weren't really my... I haven't really spent a lot of time other than the top 10. I put... To, like I said, this is... This is my second episode, so I'm horrible at this right now. Doing what I want to do, though, so I'm having a good time with it. So I got on here last night, went through my top ten, figured out who I wanted in there, wrote, got some, you know, stuff to talk about, and that was it. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson won, Patrick Mahomes two, Kyler Murray three, Dak Prescott four, Deshaun Watson five, Josh Allen six, Russell Wilson seven, Drew Brees, 8. Matt Ryan, 9. Aaron Rodgers, 10. That is my top 10. Um, Not anybody else's. My thoughts. Some of the stats and stuff. I'd, I'd listen to other podcasts. i get some of my stats from there. Like I said, I work full-time. Kind of doing this for fun. I'm days off and stuff. So, you know, if you like what you heard, I plan on trying to do at least one a week. Uh, please, you know, like my podcast, follow it, whatever. Maybe I can make something out of this and get more time and actually be able to do my own statistics and actually dive deep into football. I would love to do that. I love the game. I love talking about the game. So it'd be wonderful if I could make this blow up and even do it as a serious side project, not just kind of a fun side project that it is now. So uh, thanks for listening. Have a great day, guys.